Malware for Kids, Free Porn, 2FA Tricks, Android D for Delayed, Google Redesigns Podcasts, Google Free, but at what cost? Website lets you get tested, but only if you're COVID free. AWS for COVID research, COVID kills Windows updates, and in COVID America, we chat you on tonight's Iron Sysadmin podcast episode, Shelter in Place! Hi. All right, folks, welcome to episode, what is it, 77 of the Iron Sysadmin podcast. We're going to have to have a party when we get to 100, aren't we? Yeah, but, you know, separate. Separate, yeah, we're going to have a party separately. Yes. (laughs) Unless it takes long enough that this whole COVID thing is blown over by then. I guess we'll see. Sorry if you guys hear screaming children in the background. It's not because we're murdering anybody. It's because I have children and they're outside that door playing, apparently. <laughs> not him murdering children. It's somebody else. Probably my wife murdering children. She's she's getting a little uh, a little tired of having <laughs> the kids home 24-7. Really? Why is that? What, I mean, don't the kids go to school? No, they don't go to school. Wow. You're one of those new age parents that yeah. doesn't teach. Yeah. So we're uh, we're derailed already. I'm your host Nate, as usual, and uh, I'm joined tonight by Commander Xenophage, not just Jason. That's me. <laughs> and tonight we're going to try something a little crazy. I mean, we'll see by the end of the show how crazy it is. But uh, we're in the middle of the uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus pandemic, and a lot of people are stuck at home. A lot of people can't get out and see people like maybe they want to. Personally, it hasn't affected me much because I'm not a much much of a social person to begin with. Uh, but I understand that a lot of people who do crave or need human contact are really starting to go a little crazy. So, little. I don't know how much of our uh, viewership is those sort of people, but we thought we'd give you an avenue to maybe chat with somebody new tonight. So, in a few minutes, what I'm going to do is, uh, if you are one of our patrons, over on Patreon, you will find a patrons-only post... Uh, which I will publish in just a moment, that um, will give you the direct join link to get into this stream, the same stream that Jason and I are on right now, and you'll be able to chat with us. Uh, And then later on in the show, I don't know exactly how long, we'll just kind of play this by ear, I'm going to publish the same link uh, in our Slack workspace. And then anybody who's in our Slack workspace who maybe is not a patron but has gone that extra uh, mile or whatever, across the digital interwebs to join our Slack workspace and chat with us directly, we'll then be able to join our stream. And then for the last phase of this insanity, uh, depending on how the first two phases have gone, I'm going to share the link a little more publicly via our Facebook and Twitter pages. And then anybody who follows us on Facebook or Twitter will be able to join the show. So if you're watching the stream and you want to know how to join... Um, I don't know if anybody's watching yet, but if you want to know how to join, you should, at the very least, head on over to Facebook and or Twitter 
and find our shows or find our show page, Iron Sysadmin Podcast, and either follow it or like it or whatever on Facebook or uh, follow us on Twitter and you'll be able to get that link. Um, and along with other updates that come from the show, just, you know, sort of generally. So, um, I thought what we would do is, um, once we get to the news section of the show is when I'm going to open up those links. Um, so first I thought Jason and I would simply, or sorry, Commander Xenophage and I, uh, would cover the usual, uh, sort of the stuff we normally cover in between the main topic and the news, which are things like announcements and, uh, reviews and whatever. So, um, as usual in our announcements, the first thing we have to talk about is our Patreon update, and it hasn't really changed from last time we recorded. We've got the same 12 patrons. Um, I'm not going to go through and read all of them because maybe somebody's just itching to join and I don't want to waste too much time. <laughs> but if you like the show, uh, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash ironsysadmin, and you can support us that way, which is pretty cool. Uh, the next update I have, or the next announcement I've got, is uh, I mentioned last time around that Red Hat Summit was going to be a virtual event this year, and it was going to be open to anybody who wants to register, And uh, but that registration link was not yet public. Uh, now the registration link is public, uh, and you can find it on redhat.com slash summit, where you'd find all of your normal summit information. Uh, anybody who's been to summit knows that there's also like uh, training courses and whatnot, not like maybe training isn't the, uh, I think they call it taste of training. I forget what they call it. Anyway, it's like labs. You can sit down and actually get your hands on certain products. They're going to, from what I've heard, they're going to try to uh, actually do that online as well. So you may have a chance to get your hands on some products that maybe you, uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't, you don't already have access to. And that can be cool. However, uh, as you might under, as you might guess, that is a little more resource intensive on uh, the infrastructure that's going to be running the conference. So that's just like in person, how there's only so many desks you can sit at. Uh, that's going to be limited admittance. So that'll be a thing that people who are registered for the virtual event will get notified of once it's available that you can go register for these things. Just like if you were registered for Summit, same deal. If you were registered for the normal event Summit, you would have gotten a notification about what uh, labs and whatnot were available, and you'd have to register for them. So same deal, it's just now it's all virtual. Gee, gee Nate, if I wanted to register, how would I do such a thing? I, I already said that, man. You were too busy putting hard drives in your Synology NAS. Well, you, you didn't give a link or anything. You go to redhat.com slash summit. I said that. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess I am not paying attention. Somebody is not multitasking like he normally does. Uh, it's been a long day. In case you guys haven't heard, everything else is canceled or delayed. Everything. Anything that you thought you might be going to anytime in the next two to three to five months is probably canceled or delayed. <laughs> That's our next announcement. Speaking yeah, of canceled so, or delayed, it looks like you have an announcement related to another conference we always talk about. Yeah, so uh, if you're planning on being uh, in Philly tomorrow for Whopper Summit, um, you may want to halt those plans That'd rapidly. That would be disappointing. Um, you should have gotten notified, should have already been aware of this. Uh, this went out a while ago. Um, hopefully you've taken care of your hotel room. The hotel has been really awesome in helping us That's great. move things. Uh, currently, the plan is to do the... Uh, the conference at the end of September. Um, uh, I forget the dates off the top of my head. Um, but uh, uh, that, of course, is pending whether or not the world has ended by then. Um, so that's that's a thing that's going on. Uh, in lieu of that, however, um, last last weekend, 
uh, it was last weekend. Um, Whopper Summit did a stream, um, a live stream uh, with uh, El Cantaro and uh, Russ and Clay and, and the whole gang uh, where they, they did live builds. So like a, a almost like a, a maker stream uh, where El Cantaro built all sorts of crazy stuff and Russ was building crazy stuff and everybody was uh, asking questions and etc. So there's going to be another one this weekend, uh, Saturday, I believe. And as soon as we get the link, we'll post it uh, either in the show or in the, the Slack, um, probably tweet it out on the on the account. Um, so that's that's going on. Cool. That's pretty cool. Um, B-Sides, which is supposed to be November, uh, November, November, uh, is, is still on at the moment. Uh, although we're watching things very closely and, and we'll make a call long before then, it's whether crazy. or not we're going to have it. It's crazy that you have to wonder about something as far away as November, but this stuff has all been changing day by day. I mean, I'd like to think that by November, this is all, this is all under control, but. No, it's going to depend a lot on what happens. So yeah. it depend a lot on whether people are immune to the virus after they've had it once, um, yeah. whether it mutates, uh, whether it's seasonal, um, because come September, October, uh, this may spin up again. Yeah. So, I mean, wouldn't we know from the events of China and other countries that have much larger outbreaks whether people are immune after they've recovered? Uh, yeah, but it's too early to tell right now. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, we, we may we may be able to get information on short-term immunity, um, whether, mm. you know, Hey, I had the virus yesterday it. and I'm cured, but you know, and I've been exposed to it. Did I get it again? Um, but like the flu, if you get the flu this year, um, and the same, same strain of the flu comes out next year, your immunity wanes over the year and you can get oh, it again. I didn't know that. This so, is why I work in so, it and not in medical because, you know. Yeah. So the, the evidence thus far, from what I understand not a virologist, not a medical professional, et cetera, is that you do not get an immunity to this. Um, and the strongest evidence of that, I believe, is that um, pretty much everyone in the world has had a coronavirus or multiple coronaviruses before because coronavirus causes, coronavirus is one of the causes of the common cold. Hmm. And well, we keep getting those over and over again. So uh, it's possible that it's not going to be. Now, if that's the case, um, you know, it's going to be another flu vaccine type situation where we just get inoculated constantly. Yeah. Assuming they come up with a vaccine. Yeah. I, 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 I have confidence that they'll have a vaccine, but you know, it's, it's 12 to 18 months before that's going to be viable. So. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard from a few places that there's supposedly already a possible vaccine in testing. Are you saying the testing takes that long? Yeah, so phase one testing is, um, I don't remember exactly what the time period is. It's pretty short. But phase one is basically, let's put it in a bunch of uh, healthy people and see if it kills them. Um, that's a that's a good first test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm being facetious. It's 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 been tested and they have relatively high confidence that it's not going to cause any right. major side right. effects that would kill them. But they, they need to test to make sure that when they when they have the vaccine in them, they create the antibodies to the the virus. Um, so that's phase. That's the first phase, which I think is on is actively ongoing now. Phase two is um, 
basically they put it in, they, they inoculate a bunch of people around a cluster, um, people that would, would come in contact with them, with mm-hmm. somebody who has, who has the virus, uh, and they monitor them. See and that's, that's a 12, that's like a, a year long process. Oh, wow. Um, so they have to monitor all those people and they have to do, you can't do small sizes. You have to do a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what takes up the majority of the time. Yeah. Um, now they could fast track things. Um, these, these are like FDA guidelines. They well, could say guidelines. monitor for six months rules. and hope for the best or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. But the, the, the idea, you know, they want to make sure that it's safe. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. You can't come up know. with a vaccine or with a any kind of a drug treatment and then find out that it's not safe because that's happened to right. us in the past. Right? Yeah. And it, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's it's, a reason these guidelines are here. Yes, it's happened in a lot of drug trials. Like, you know, we, we come out with something and they're like, oh, OK, this is good. And then it, then they hit the wider the wider population. They find out like, oh, there's this we corner case. Think of that. Yeah. Right. This person who's had this other thing in the past or. This person who happens to be allergic to wheat or, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Everybody's you, physiology is a little bit, they're all roughly the same, but, you know, there's all these right. little edge cases. Yeah. What you can do between now and then, um, if you haven't already, is get your flu vaccine. Um, it's not going to protect you against coronavirus. It's not intended to protect you against coronavirus. The idea is that if you can, if you get your flu vaccine, you're reducing the potential number of cases of flu, thereby reducing the amount of stress that's on the healthcare oh, system that's handy. for flu, which helps if something else happens. So you know, you can see the stresses that the healthcare system are, is under right now because yeah. of coronavirus. Yeah. If you add to that, you know, a bunch of people who also have the flu, um, and you know, in addition, the some of the symptoms are similar. So, you know, trying to figure out if you have Corona versus flu is, you know, that's, that's a thing that's going on. So, yeah, I will make it through this. It's, you know, um, it's going to be fortunate for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, yes, people are dying from coronavirus. Yes. I understand it's horrible and I completely agree. Um, and we want to keep it tamped down, but the positive side is that the, uh, what's called the case fatality rate, um, is actually, considerably low doesn't yeah. mean that it's safe and we should just like throw our hands up and not do anything yeah no definitely um, not you know because you know it, it does affect certain certain populations differently um but it is it isn't as bad as it could be this is not the 1918 flu this is not uh um uh whatever it was the i can't think now so this isn't this isn't as bad as it could be this right. isn't the bubonic plague. This isn't, you know, this isn't smallpox. It's you know, right. Right. It is, so the, it is not as deadly, but it is still a problem. The numbers appear to show that fatality rates in the U.S. here are much lower than they were in other countries. Well, it's hard to compare because we don't have as many cases yet. But well, so, OK, so two things. One, case fatality rate is the literally the calculation is. The number of cases that we have confirmed right. um, and the number of deaths of confirmed people cases. who had those cases, yeah. right? Yeah. Divide it out, you get a case fatality rate. Yay. Yeah. Um, so the case fatality rate that you see today is actually, in theory, much higher than what it actually would be if we knew everybody who was infected. Right. Um, right. It's just that's how this works. Yeah. Uh, as far as why it's lower here in the U.S. versus other places, um, there's a lot of theories about that. My personal 
opinion is that it has to do with the healthcare system. It has to do with yeah. we have a we have a robust healthcare system as compared. I've heard to, that, but from more than one person right. on both sides of the political fence and in many walks of life, a lot of people have said the same thing: that the healthcare system right. in the U.S. is simply able to handle this a little better than the healthcare systems in China and right. Italy were. It's also it's also moved a bit slower than it has in other places, right? Yeah. So Italy's, I, I don't know the numbers, but I suspect that Italy's case fatality rate is much higher. But Italy got just absolutely slammed. Oh, yeah. They, it, it overran Italy very rapidly. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the reaction to it. Yeah. Um, and and we've got some areas in the U.S. that, that are like that. Um, get the hell off the beach, please. Um, stop congregating <sighs> yeah. in large groups. Um, if you're going to be stupid, you're going to end up getting sick. And that's wonderful that you're young and you're, you know, you're, you're, you've got, you know, you're in great shape. And if you get it, you're going to be fine. But when you go home to mom and dad, yeah. or you go home and see your grandparents, you are risking, you're literally risking their lives. Yeah. Um, not to mention, you know, friends that you may have that have compromised immune systems that you don't know about. Um, the number of people that I didn't realize had issues like that that have been popping out of the woodwork left and right. I mean, it's, there's a lot of people, they don't talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, a oh, lot yeah. of times they don't yeah, have I mean, to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But some people but like you to don't, keep it. Yeah. You won't know if your coworker has immune system problems because it's not exactly a thing you chat about around the water cooler. I mean, sure. You might, because yeah. you have those people who like to share that sort of information, whether it's for their own good or just to make conversation and they're not, they're not embarrassed or whatever, you know, but there's a lot of people around you. I'm sure you just, you never have that conversation. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it sucks. Uh, you know, having getting cooped up in the house affects different people different ways. Mm -hmm. I work from home. I'm, you know, I don't go out a ton. I, I would love to go out and see friends, but, you know, it's not something that I, <laughs> I mean, sorely miss right at this moment. But I'm sure as time goes on, it's going to get worse. Personally, I know if, people who are very social who are just going nuts right now. If it weren't for like spending time with my family and whatnot, I could literally spend. 90% of my week right here in this office, <laughs> only leaving it to eat and visit the restroom. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, it really I mean, wouldn't bother me. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of folks like us are, are like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've also, I've seen a lot of friends who are, who are clear introverts who are just like, you know, climbing the walls. They're like, I, you know, I can't leave. Like it would be irresponsible. And, you know, I don't want to put anybody at risk, but yeah. And I'm used to being an introvert, but like, I do want to go out once in a while. Yeah, no, I mean, I do like leaving the house, but so far yeah. it's not like you can't leave your house. At right. least not so in our news, area, right? There are some right. places the good, in the U.S. that are like that, but. Yeah, the good news is that in most places, um, and I believe this actually <clears throat> includes some of the shelter in place locations as well, but check whatever your local area yeah. is. Um, they actually encourage you, like, you don't have to be cooped up in your house, like go outside, you can hang out on your lawn, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's don't gather, it's don't yeah. make these big groups of people where you can spread the virus. Yeah. We've been like taking the kids here. out for walks and stuff. And as long as like, yeah. you know, we might go for a walk and not see a soul because right. it's just the sort of neighborhood we're in. Right. You can so. talk to your, your buddy over the hedge. That's, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, don't, don't like exchange yeah. fluids and don't cough on them <laughs> don't spit on your buddy over the hedge yeah yeah and uh you know there's lots of stupid coming out um there was a lady uh i don't know if you saw this article there was a lady uh is this the one in, in the supermarket 
Yeah. The lady went to a supermarket and, you know, announced that she had COVID and she was going to infect everybody and started coughing all over yeah. the food. She intentionally coughed all over like the, the produce um, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, why my, in the hell would you do that? I haven't seen the article, but my son, my, I think my wife saw it. My, my son mentioned another one where somebody went in and licked a whole bunch of like food or something. Yeah. Um, same, same idea. Like he, he apparently it was done as a, it's not one of those YouTube prank things, but well, that was going around before this. There was there yeah. was a this craze where people were going out to the supermarket and opening up those little containers of ice cream and licking the ice cream and putting it back to yep. you know, it's so like he has, why he has he has been arrested and allegedly been charged with terrorism. Good, I mean, well, maybe um, I don't know if I'd want to call him a terrorist, but yeah, well, uh, like that's a tough word. Yeah, I, you know. I, it's don't be stupid. I mean, people I'm like, are being I'm, I'm, I'm on bo- I'm on board with the arrested, right? But terrorist yeah, seems absolutely. like a step too far. <laughs> even, even if COVID wasn't going on, yeah. I mean, you should be arrested. Yes, you should that. be arrested for that. Just, yeah, it's nonsense. On the positive side of things, there are there are positive things that are coming out of it. Um, so uh, my son has been working um, on a couple different initiatives. One is to help local businesses, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, start getting onto the internet, being able to sell their stuff on the internet and try to try to stay open. I mean, we live in a we live in a tourist town, so yeah, know, right. Is, is killing everything. Yes. Um, and another one of the initiatives is he's he's uh, he's got the 3D printer, loves playing with it, designing things. Um, took some inspiration from the the guys in Italy that printed the valves for the um, for the machines. Mm-hmm. That they were using. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a um, because there's a, a, a shortage in masks and face shields and stuff, he's got a print to, to build a, a shield for for doctors and, and healthcare workers. Hmm. Um, so he's been working with um, a bunch of people, uh, including a bunch of guys from Whopper Summit, um, to put together um, and accept. So I guess uh, some of the designs that are out there are not uh, not viable because they don't do enough protection. Mm-hmm. He's been working with uh, a bunch of people who are working on that to get approved designs to start right. printing things. He's been calling hospitals, um, oh. talking to uh, healthcare workers and doctors and everything. Um, actually, come up with some really, really stupid things. Um, hospitals won't accept them as donations because they're for profit. And if they accept it as a donation, they can't charge uh, uh, patients for it. So they won't, they refuse to take them. Oh my God. Which is like. For all the for all the good in the some U.S. healthcare system, yeah. this is one of the bads. <laughs> some, some hospitals. Uh, yeah. I saw an article today that one that one of our local hospitals um, uh, uh, is. I think they they've either partnered or bought a bunch of three D printers or something, and they've they've started manufacturing these things themselves. So there's good things come out of it too. So there's there's some pretty positive stuff. Um, you know, and then uh, I mentioned earlier today. I put it on Twitter. Um, I went out to get the mail today because that's a I don't I don't get mail on top of my mountain, um, so I have to go to the post office. So when I went out to get the mail, I was driving down the road and there was a big line of cars coming, and they were moving pretty slow. And I was like, "Great, I'm going to get stuck in traffic or something," which is really weird for where we live. Yeah. And then they all started honking their horns, and I'm like, "What is going on? Like, was there an accident? Like, you, what, what you must have missed on? the part where there was a fire truck leading them. No fire truck. No. No, there was. No. No, no. Oh, well, I didn't. See it. There was no fire truck when <laughs> right. I went by. You didn't see it, is what I'm saying. Um, so, so I was 
very puzzled. And then I noticed that they had signs hanging out of the cars. And then uh, there was like one car that had like some big stuffed animal hang hung on the front of it. And I was like, what, what's going on? And I look around and there's parents with kids and I'm like, Oh, they're having a, they're having a, a parade of some sort. This is a little weird. And it took me another moment and I put two and two together and it's the, the it was all little kids and it was the teachers from the local schools all got together yep. and started doing a parade to say hi to the kids, tell them they missed them and, but doing it responsibly where they were separated away. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, they, they all, I guess they had, I guess they contacted everybody through the borough. Yep. That, that this was happening yep. with Our, specific instructions to make sure you stay separate. Yeah. Are you, are you not on their, their like robocall list? My child is in high school, so I don't know that we oh. were included. Well, there were um, high school teachers that, well, whatever. But yeah, the we, we get robocalled like mad. Yeah, I, probably the basic calls from the from the school in the past couple of weeks. Maybe it was just elementary school teachers then. But the the basic gist yeah. of it is, yeah, the element elementary school teachers mm-hmm. of their own accord, they came up with this. Yeah. This wasn't like that. The superintendent said you will do this or something. This was they came up with this because they missed the kids. Yeah. And yep. yeah, they put together this little parade and they all stayed in their own personal vehicles. They didn't like share vehicles or something weird. Um, yeah. And yeah, so they all stayed distanced even from each other. And all of the kids, they were asked not to like, you know, don't run up to the cars to say hi or anything like that, obviously, because one, it's unsafe. And two, because of the distancing thing. And yeah, we were, you know, asked to, you know, not <clears throat> the usual distancing in place b- between spectators. And yeah. Yeah, our, our kids loved it. They loved to, the, the, I mean, when when I was in school, I don't remember having any kind of affection for my teachers, but my kids just loved the fact that they were able to say hi to their teachers, you know, because they haven't yeah, seen them in I two had, weeks. I had teachers here or there that, that, yeah. that I, I got close to. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I as soon as I figured out what was going on, like my my, my eyes teared up. I was, yeah. I was I mean, my, quite moved by the whole thing. I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. My youngest is in kindergarten and her kids, <laughs> Her kindergarten teacher actually saw her on the side of the road and yelled her name and everything, and she was just like she was so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, pretty I cool. mean, a lot of kids. I mean, they especially that young. I don't, I don't yeah. know that. Maybe well, you can tell better because you're a parent of a young child. Like, I don't think the kids quite understand what's going on. Yeah, no, it's I got to be tough saying like, no, your friends can't come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, um, we've been letting the kids at least play out in the alley behind the house, so they still. Yeah kind of get to see other kids but we're telling them to you know kind of keep their distance and whatnot it's hard to keep kids apart yeah you know, it especially is. when they it see is. each other and whatever but yeah For, fortunately in our area um actually in our entire county there's only two confirmed cases that doesn't mean there aren't more yeah obviously. i'm pretty sure there's and more. it doesn't mean but... not to you know it doesn't mean you can just go hang out with people yeah no um, because that's exactly how it spreads yeah all right so we're we're going on quite a bit about uh, coronavirus. Why don't we finish up the uh, the reviews is the next thing I had. We'll skip the usual chat section and then we'll get on to the point where people can join. How's that sound? So uh, reviews we've got. We actually got a new review on iTunes. I don't you. You had given me a new review from last week. This isn't the same one, right? Uh, I didn't like accidentally duplicate this. It doesn't look the same. <laughs> No, it's not. Uh, That's what it's I thought. Not this is I remember. Okay, so uh, this I, I. If you wrote this review, you'll have to explain your name. <laughs> the the iTunes name that they left was "Sad About AccuWeather." <laughs> I don't know. 
So sad about AccuWeather <laughs> says, great show. Uh, one of my two favorites. I uh, love the format and color commentary. Keep up the great work. And this only leaves me with one question. What is the other favorite and which one of us is first? Well, that's that's two questions. Okay, it leaves me with two questions. <laughs> so now I need to know. The burning question is, what's the other podcast? <laughs> All right. I want to know why he's so sad about AccuWeather. I know. I'm sorry. They're so sad about AccuWeather. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, right. We don't even know. There's no way to to guess. This this could be could be an alien for all we know that doesn't like AccuWeather and is sad about it. <laughs> Take me to your lizard. Take me to your lizard. All right. So I'll update the show notes here quick, so I don't have to remember to do it later after I've finished my three Guinnesses here. Right. <laughs> ah, uh, what are we drinking tonight? You're drinking Guinness. I'm. Drinking uh, scurvy shyster bastard. Scurvy shyster, and there's a lizard on the front. Yes, there is. That's that's a lizard in a shirt, like a a stuffed shirt. (laughs) Yeah, this is a uh, this is a grape mead with elderflower hops and grapefruit. It's actually very good. Cool. Oh, uh, bee nectar is the the meadery. Oh, you're drinking mead. My last bottle. You, uh, you know, and me. because where we live, all the liquor stores are closed. Yeah. Is the beer, is the beer anyway. distributor closed too? No. Um. So, so, uh, beer distributors there for some reason. Well, yeah. Liquor stores, beer distributors, wine wineries, etc. They're on the uh, essential list. I, I don't. Figure I don't understand out. why. <laughs> um. But even being on since since our. Uh, liquor stores are all state controlled. Uh, apparently, all the state stores are closed. Yeah, yeah, all the state liquor stores are closed, and so is the website. So you can't get anything delivered either. Yeah, that's terrible. And no, you're not allowed. It's against the law to ship liquor here, as well. Yes. So, um, I don't know. Can you ship it within the? Back? You can ship it within the state. No, I guess you can't. Yes. No. 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 You. Well, yes, within the state from the state store online right you can get shipped. i've done you, that you can have it shipped like from a pa distributor to a pa residence is what i'm saying yes yeah right. yeah so and i've used that a couple times uh, and it's nice because they sometimes have stuff there that you can't get in the stores yeah. um but you but said they're closed, closed down, down too? too that's yeah, fun. It's got a big, big that's note fun. on it that says we're closed we're closed because online ordering is somehow dangerous in this era of well COVID-19. It's, somebody has to package it and ship it and everything. yeah I, yeah all right uh so my, my only course of action is to go to New Jersey, and I don't know if I want to go to New Jersey. So I wouldn't go to New Jersey. It's a silly place. It is. Uh, even in normal times, it's a silly place. All right. So I think we're ready to transition. Kabam. Push the purple button. I, I need to get a nitro tap at home to, to pour Guinness out of because it just isn't the same out of a bottle. It's not terrible, but it's you just could have just stopped it. I need to get a nitro tap. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. Who doesn't want a nitro tap in their house? All right. So I'm about to post this thing to patrons right now about how you can join the show. So if you're a patron, head on over to Patreon. There is now a post with the links to all the news we're about to cover and the link to join the show. 
So, and if you're not a patron, quick, go um, sign up. Yeah, I don't know how that works because Patreon doesn't charge you immediately. It charges you once a month. So I don't know if you can just go sign up right now and then cancel and get the link. You can. You can? You can. You can the system, yep. Okay, so... Don't whatever. do that because that's a dick move. But You know what? If you really want to do that to get on the show, whatever. If not, just you can still join our Slack workspace. And hey, I just got an email from Patreon. Apparently, there's a link for tonight's call. Yeah. And so soon enough, uh, through uh, the Slack workspace, you'll be able to join that way. So we'll see if anybody, any patrons decide to join. And if they do, then we'll give them some time. Uh, but if like five, ten minutes go by and nobody hops in, then we will move on to sharing it via Slack. So, um, I guess I'll give you a quick rundown of how this will work if you do decide to join. I did outline it in the uh, the thing I just posted, but basically when you click that join link, you'll be thrown into like this holding area that it refers to as the green room, and then I'll be able to add you to the stream and I'll see you show up down there. Um, Jason's familiar with the green room, I suppose. What's it look? Is it green? Uh, why am I familiar with the green room? Because every time you join the show... You uh, you get stuck there until I oh. add you in. Uh, it just it's the same as it is right now, except I'm grayed out at the bottom. So no, I don't believe the room is actually green. Oh, okay. Then it's a bad name. It is a bad name. <laughs> I think that comes from uh, actual broadcast. Isn't that what they call the yeah. the green room? Is the holding room? Yeah, which I, which I also think is not always green. So I wonder how it got the name. That bad all around it's probably the first one was green and they just stuck with it so they just stuck with it all right so on to the news on to our usual rabbit trails right um this comes from the next web which we have two articles only because one came up as a related thing and i just couldn't resist but to add it in but you'll have to wait a few minutes to hear what that is uh android malware found farming ads for cash in kids apps on google's play store now if you read the article you'll find that the uh, title is a tad misleading only because it's not just kid apps. About half of the apps they found were kid apps. We're supposed to read the articles. Oh, can you pause the podcast for a couple minutes? You didn't I read any of them, did you? Do that. <laughs> Luckily, I did a better job of reading most of the articles <laughs> than, than I usually do. So you can just comment. How's that sound? Switching roles here. Yeah, right. It's weird. It's weird. All right. A new family... A new malware family, not a new family, a new malware family named Techia has infected multiple children's Android apps, farming ad clicks to earn money. Uh, this comes from Checkpoint, the uh, cybersecurity firm. Uh, and then they go on to say that 56 apps were found, 24 of them were targeted to kids. So not even half. So misleading ad, man, or misleading uh, title. Uh, so anyway, what this thing does is apparently it's actually... They say it's hidden by being coded. What's the word they used? Uh, it's 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 hidden by being coded into the actual um, code of the app, right? So it's not like this tacked-on library or something. And that's why it was hard for the Google Play Store's usual protections to notice this and block it from being uploaded. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's believable, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well. So it uses uh, something called motion events, which is, uh, yeah. I mean, this sounds great. Uh, records users' movement through a pen or finger across the screen. Yeah. Uh, so that's a thing that I'm really excited about. So um, hang on for just a second. We have our first uh, uh, caller waiting to join. So. Uh, this is no fun. I can't see them. 
Well, you can see him right now. Hi, IT Ninja. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm going to adjust the way it's showing people here. There, that's better. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, before we, we move on, you have anything you want to say before you, we uh, continue chatting about the news, like who you are, maybe how long you've watched the show or how long you've uh, listened to the show? So, uh, yeah, probably uh, listening for about uh, six months now. Uh, first of all, Mark is is my name. I've uh, recently became a patron uh, on Patreon uh, and um, just enjoy your show. It's it's a, a enjoy your podcast is uh, I'm 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 enjoying catching up on on older episodes and, and you guys, you guys really, um, um, put out a good show. So. Well, thank you. Don't go too far back. They get worse. The older they get. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I started did at I the beginning. For a minute? Yes, you did disappear for a minute. You went to like this spinning little thing and then now you're back. So yeah. I don't know what just My happened. Firewall but... went insane. Awesome. Okay. I'm back. That's because oh, the okay. IT ninja joined Mark, the IT really? ninja. I don't know if you heard any of that. Did you hear any of his intro? Uh, I heard something about uh, our stream is awesome. That's awesome. Uh, that's, yeah. I heard the very last bit of that. Anyway, <laughs> he's been listening for six months, and he went back to some of the older shows, and I warned him that that, that way is fraught with peril. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. Well, thank you for being a patron. Um, we're, uh, I don't know how much you heard before you joined, but we're talking about this article from the next web about malware in some Android apps targeting about half of the apps targeting kids. So, where was I? Oh, uh, I think you were, Jason, you were talking about the uh, the method in which they were using to track folks using yeah, motion so, event. Yep, so motion event, uh, and it's generating clicks. The, the question I have about this is, like, you know, most people think of malware, and they're like, oh, no, they're stealing stuff from me. Um, this looks like it's literally just clicking on ads, so it's not actually harming users at all. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, you'd call that annoying, and depending on what it clicks on, right? Uh, I guess I guess if it's if it's causing the ads to pop up on the screen, I guess that would be annoying. I didn't think of that. But if it's yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering if it's like one of those um those Google AdWords things that's like oh we've generated a, a million clicks so that people yeah. only that's probably exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily. Um, cause anything on the user end. Um, that's some. That's well, it's web, but that's sometimes done in in like hidden hidden browsers to or hidden uh, iframes so that the user doesn't see anything and it just generates it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, it's bad and down with malware. Yeah, I'd still call it malware. Whether it, I mean, there, there's been a lot of malware over the years that is still malware. It's still bad. It's still shady. It's still uh, criminal, if you want to call it that, that hasn't really hurt people, right? It's just generated ad traffic or it's, you know, whatever. Uh, mind Bitcoins. <laughs> oh, we're not going on to that topic. Mining Bitcoins? No, we're staying away from that. No. Is, is that a sore topic for you? No. The... God, you're going to make me down this hole. Uh, <laughs> have you seen anything about the uh, um, the the proposed bailout for this whole Corona thing? Um, not in a few days. Like I heard that there was trouble well, getting it passed and I've really, that's about as much yeah, as yeah, I yeah. Um, so, so embedded in there is 
the U.S. government creating a new digital currency. You're kidding me. Because that's a stimulus package? <laughs> because because burying things in bills that get passed yeah. never happens. This is yeah. what this is just yeah. one of those things so, that infuriates me about how government works. Yep. So that's as much as I'm going to say about it because I actually don't have a whole lot of details about it other than what? Why? I mean, honestly, moving to a new currency probably wouldn't be a terrible thing. Now is not a great time to push that subject. Well, I mean, since Bitcoin is such a, 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 a knock it out of the park hit and is never used for anything negative and can be tracked all over the place, why not? So malware. Malware. <laughs> right. So if you uh, if you have, I don't know, and I've already closed the article, if, if, if there was something that mentioned what uh, apps you should not have, I think they've all been removed from the Play Store, so... Um, yeah, well, that all removes them from your devices or not, or you know, whatever. What did say they they've they've removed? Uh, it has removed over seven hundred ninety thousand suspicious apps. There you go. Before they were updated to the Play Store. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's in general. That's in general, and I think okay. it means uploaded, not updated. Uh, I read that know. and thought, what are you talking about? Yeah, so this was 56 apps, and then prior to that, Upstream Systems found 47 of them. So, And then uh, Checkpoint found another eight. So, you know, like 100. <laughs> I feel safe. <laughs> so much safer. All right, so on to, more interesting. On, to a, on to a more interesting topic from the same place, from the next web. Um, so lots of companies you may have heard are doing their part to try to help folks who've either been thrust into a new work from home era because their business doesn't want anybody to, you know, because of social distancing and whatnot, or um, they're they're promoting, they're putting their services up for free because, you know, they want to help facilitate people staying at home and whatnot. Well, Pornhub has decided to go ahead and <laughs> forego some of their profits for, what is it, the next two months until April 23rd and um, allow... Uh, free subscriptions, uh, I guess it's worldwide, right? They said they started in Italy, Spain, and France, and now it's worldwide, uh, to what their pro membership or whatever. I have no idea what a pro <laughs> Pornhub subscription gets you, but it's free <laughs> until it's April higher, 23rd. Higher porn, I'm sure. Is that what it is? Wonder, it's like you can get it in high yeah. def. This is, this is, depending on how they've done it, um, this is, this is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm curious... I'm curious enough that I, I kind of want to click on a link and go see if they've actually done this. So I've seen, I've seen this done before with, with non-porn companies where they make everything free, but the sign up process is still the same. Yeah. Oh, it's free. Please enter your credit card. And then on April 23rd, they start charging you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, no, curious, I think I, yeah, I'm curious if they've this done that. is this is two things in my mind. This is one a publicity stunt to get their name on stuff of like course. Iron System and podcast and many other places that are saying, "Oh, look what they've done to you know help facilitate the coronavirus, not the coronavirus, but the stay-at-home stuff." Um, but also to uh, to get people to see what it's it's a free trial. It's it's a very it's an extended free trial to get people hooked on the service. And something like Pornhub, I'd imagine, be easy to get hooked on. People get hooked on porn? I don't, Never. I don't understand. Never. 
Um, it's, it's like when the... I mean, yeah, we, we we make fun, but Pornhub from I'm sure there's probably shady stuff in there somewhere, but uh, Pornhub tends to actually do some really good things. Um, aren't there's they been a lot of really positive stories about them? Aren't they the ones? One of the one of the online um, porn streaming services in the same ilk as Pornhub. Didn't weren't they in trouble for minors or something? Was uh, it not Pornhub? Was it one of the others? Probably. I've never heard that associated with Pornhub. Honest, I, it may be. I don't know. But I've also seen a lot of stuff come out of Pornhub about um, uh, uh, research and technology that they've they've put into the um, into open source because you know they're they're massive. They, they've got you know, they have people that are actually doing research on, you know, what people are watching, how it's affecting streams, you know, like, you know, everything from like behavioral stuff all the way down to like traffic engineering. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've I just like, in fact, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I've heard good things news wise out of, uh, you know, related to Pornhub. So, yeah. I see. I see. Mark has a dog, and the dog wants to be on the show. Yep, she needs attention. <laughs> That's why my door gets closed when we start the show, and my kids still sometimes open it up and come in and visit. <laughs> Did you just equate your kid to a dog? No, but the do- it also keeps the dogs out, and you know <laughs> when they open the door, the dogs can also rush in. So when dogs rush in, isn't that a you song? Have, you have Russian dogs? Uh, maybe. Don't you worry about them hacking into your stuff? <laughs> no, they keep propagating fake news, though. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> On the internet, no one knows you're a Russian dog. Uh-huh. All right. Speaking of the internet, I don't know. If we talk about that. the internet on this show? <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Is this, is, this is more... Uh, more Android, I guess it's malware. Yeah, it's malware. This comes from yep. ZDNet, maybe a more reputable place than the last place we were talking about. Um, TrickBot now pushes Android app for bypassing two-factor authentication on banking accounts. So this is apparently a piece of Android malware that can ride on your phone there, and it's it's uh, it's inst- I. Th- what they say there was an app that embeds this likely a phony app it was oh it's listed as a vast mobile antivirus so if you have a vast mobile antivirus on your phone you better look again and make sure it's the actual one if they even make one um, and it includes this uh, this malware that can intercept two-factor authentication on certain banking apps or certain banking websites I think they said it's somehow uh, worms its way into Chrome on your uh, your Android device uh, and then it can actually intercept your two-factor, I, I assume it scrapes your username and password when you try to log in, and then it sends your two-factor code over to a third party somewhere, maybe in Russia. I don't know. There, that'll tie into your Russian comment. <laughs> awesome. And awesome. then they I can knew it was in there somewhere. Then they can log into your your bank account, which is generally a bad thing, you know. Yep. So. Yeah. So this is this is a this is an SMS uh, scraper. Um, does it do anything else? Does it do? Well, I mean, it must. Uh, where was that? It must also uh, get the SMS, login. Yeah, SMS and push. So, yeah. so what it's doing is oh, it's yeah, a yeah. shim. Yeah. So it's it's you give it permission. I'm sure it has to ask. You give it yep. permission, and then it says, "Oh, look, a two-factor code from the bank that you're currently on. Here, let me send this to my 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 overlords." 
I mean, it must um, it must scrape the login information somehow too, though. Otherwise, yeah, the, just probably. the just the two factor code would be kind of useless, right? That's the whole point. Um, doo -doo -doo. Uh, I don't think it mentions it. I did read the article. I don't no, think it, it mentions mention the login it. information. Yes, yes, I, I've I've command F'd it, and login is mentioned, but that not yeah. that, that that matter. I mean, I. I suppose it could be that these are banking credentials that have already been obtained in some other way. That's possible. Uh, the other interesting thing that this does, um, it collects details about your device. Um, so it's basically fingerprinting your device, um, which is which is interesting. Uh, and they posit that uh, what these what the, the trickbot gang is going to do is use that mobile fingerprint to do transactions and use that fingerprint as part of the transaction so it looks like it's still coming from your device, uh, which is uh, it's really, really interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, and it's got a self-destruct in it. Well, why wouldn't it? Self-destruct like it removes itself or self-destruct like it causes other havoc on your phone? It would be way more fun if the phone blew up, but I think it just removes itself. Nice. Makes sense, though. You know, that way when you're trying to figure out how someone got into your banking app, well, check out his phone. It's nothing there. It's fine. Yep. Except it's a vast yep. mobile security. This guy must really be forward thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he put that on after he got owned. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> All right. So it's been probably 10, 15 minutes. So IT Ninja, you're not saying much. You're welcome to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe if I'd have had time to research some of these articles before you uh, before the show, I might have some comments. But yeah, I, it's, if, it's, some of this stuff is new to me. So. If we uh, do 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 what everybody in school of our ilk did, read ahead. Yeah, right. Go read ahead. So <laughs> uh, maybe where's that at? <laughs> so um, I mean the. Yeah, the uh, the article the article should all be in the Patreon post. Um, I'm about to also share them in Slack. Are you're in our Slack, aren't you? You were chatting with me earlier today, I think. Yeah, there you are. Yep. I see you. There's there's your thing. You said you were interested, so I'm not surprised you were the first one to join. So what I'm probably going to do is go ahead and share the join link in Slack. Maybe I'll just copy and paste this whole post. Maybe that'll come out horrible in Slack if I just copy and paste the whole thing. <laughs> but you know what? That's fine. <laughs> Any second now. Okay, yeah, right. And there it is. All of the articles we're going to cover and the join link and the whole post that was on Patreon. So if anybody's in our Slack workspace and wants to join, you now have everything you need to join. So go ahead, flood the place with requests. Uh, that's another thing I should probably mention. We can host up to six people on this stream, including Jason and I. So if there's a huge outpouring of people who want to join, um, you know, we may have to He's kick gonna people kick off. He's going to kick me off first. I'm going to kick off Jason first. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, TrickBot. We've talked about TrickBot now. So nasty yeah, stuff. Yeah, now we're going to try Android D. It's not Android D. I'm not sure. What is Android 11? Android 11 would be like... I don't know. Q? Whatever R? letter the Maybe 11th. Maybe it's R? R? I think 10. I was 10 Q? I don't know. No, they got rid of that because then then they, they they got rid of all the candy and it like Android's so boring now. Yeah, but they it's still. It's so enterprise -y. 
they still label it by letters, though. I don't know what they're going to do when they get to Z. I've always wondered that. Maybe they didn't think they'd ever get that far, and now they're like, oh, crap, we're getting close. What are we going to do? Okay, take away the candy. Then That's they won't a, notice no, when the letters go away. Android. That's Google. it. And <laughs> guys, Android we got to the end of the alphabet. We're done. <laughs> Android will go the way of Google+. Yeah, right. You could only hope. You'd love to see Apple's I, primary competitor vanish. <laughs> I don't really care about the competition. I just yeah. prefer the operating system. That's all. Right. So, uh, Android 11. Now, this article is really more about, and it's from uh, express.co.uk. Anyway, uh, this is more actually about uh, Google's um, I.O. developer conference being canceled this year. Not postponed, but canceled. So, um, the article basically goes into how you're likely to see Android 11 and its features delayed because of the IO conference being delayed now, or maybe it's just that you won't get your, you won't be able to see them as early. I don't know if they're implying that, it, that the actual release of Android 11 is going to be delayed, but yeah, it um, looks like, it looks like it's actually like, you're just not going to know about it earlier. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, Oh no. Now in other news, there are actually software vendors that are delaying things like certain patches and updates because of the COVID stuff. And no, but Kent, you're giving out hints on what's coming yeah, up. Yeah, I know. We'll talk more about that in, in one of our upcoming articles. But, uh, well, I'll save my commentary for that. But, yeah, uh, you're, you're not going to know what's in Android 11 early like you normally would have because of Google I.O. Now, I don't know why they can't simply create similar buzz by sharing little tidbits on social media or something. Like, do they really need the conference to do so? Um, they say that they're not holding the conference because they, I guess they thought about doing it virtually like some vendors are doing. Um, but I guess they decided not to even do that because it would mean that their developers would have to like come out and like be near each other and whatnot. And they didn't want that either, which is responsible. Like I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I heard a rumor that they're getting rid of the phone app. I wouldn't mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's the most annoying app on my phone oh well, that's a good point because it rings all the time with people i don't want to talk to mm, you know people trying to uh, sell me things or people trying to you know get me a, an extended car warranty or uh have you gotten any calls since you're here in pa as well have you gotten any calls about um there's there's a scam going around i think it's a scam anyway they're calling everybody and basically telling you that you were overcharged for electrical service because we can choose our own vendors now in our own generation vendors now in, in PA. And they're basically trying to tell you, like, you've been overcharged for a year and we're going to send you a refund. Uh, all you got to do is give us our bank account. And we'll so direct deposit I have a, it. I have an iPhone and in in the current iOS, there's this really cool option. Yep. I go into the phone settings and I click it. If the phone number is not in my contact list, it just it routes right it to right to voicemail. So I don't get those phone calls anymore. It is the best thing ever. But you get notified when they're blocked. Yeah, but the phone number doesn't tell me what scam it is. Okay, I guess they're not <laughs> leaving you a message then. Uh, occasionally, I get um, pieces of it. You know, press two to <laughs> right. and then it hangs up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not leaving me voicemails either. But I use. Um, Android rolled out a similar feature, except it's call screening, not just rejection. 
where the the Google Assistant comes on and goes like, hey, your call's being screened. Please tell me who you are. And then they have to actually say who they are, and then it'll ring my phone and tell me what they said. So, which is kind of handy. Although I don't know which is better. The, the screening, because the screening would be annoying for people who actually want to call me. You know what I mean? I guess it's better than being outright blocked. Yeah, I, I all I've done is like on my on my phone. If you get my voicemail, um, it just says, "Look, I'm either not available, or, or you're not my contacts, I don't know this, or I don't know this number." And if yeah. you ever want to hear from me, you're going to leave a voicemail. And if you don't, don't be surprised that I don't call you back. Yeah, right. And that that works for me. Now I understand that this is a horrible feature for like salespeople or you know people that are doing a lot of business with people that that. They don't know the numbers. I get Cold that. calling never makes a sale, in my mind. Um, like if, if you cold call me, you already have a strike against you. If I pick up the phone and you don't immediately impress me, you've got two strikes. Three strikes, I hang up. Third strikes usually I, comes after about four syllables. <laughs> I will admit that I have I we have answered cold calls for some things like, you know, the people that call and, and want to do like work on your house. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we've got windows or whatever. Um, um, 99% of the time we reject them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there 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 was there's at least one or two times where we were actually looking to have stuff done that we, we answered it. And we're like, sure, come over and let's talk. Um, I think we we went through with one of those. So I'm not sure. It. I'm not sure if it's because I'm. Uh, and, and I don't know if you how old you guys are, but uh, but I don't know if it's just because I'm of an older generation or what. But I don't do a whole lot of screening. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and some of it too is is I've always had had my used my phone for work. So so screening of calls just isn't isn't always the greatest thing. So because that's that's the way some some people at work need to get a hold of me and and. Every now and then, I'll get a I'll get a call from somebody that I, I a number that I've never seen before, and it'll be for work. I work for a, a local um, uh, K twelve school district, so um, and and my cell phone number is some it's on my business card. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, sometimes sometimes I'm getting calls from from people that uh, for work for work purposes, and so. So I'm always always answering the phone, even even though I know it's probably just one of those robocalls or something, right. somebody spamming or, or whatever. Mean, but it's easy enough to just hang up on them if you don't want to talk to them. I mean, it, yeah. and I I certainly remember the days before caller ID when the phone would ring on the wall and you know you'd answer it because the phone's ringing and that's what you do. You don't ignore everybody, it. You answer it. <laughs> yeah, everybody raced to get to it. it was, yeah, right. right. <laughs> and, and all of our and our entire younger audience is going. Why would you have a? Why phone would you on hang it on the wall? How do you? That's really weird. How do you get to it quickly? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you run across the understand. house. Ah, it's really yeah, I, I I was getting so many robocalls. I was just it was frustrating. Oh, I, I get just, a ton of them. Like, you know, so this this is great. I love it. Um. And it's my personal phone, so I, I really don't use it for work. Uh, and the occasional, you know, I do some consulting on the side. And, and when I know those are coming in, I, I just turn that feature off and wait. And maybe I'll get a robocall now and then. Um, I have a separate phone for work, um, which sits on my desk. And, you know, I carry with me when I'm supposed to. And otherwise, it just sits here. And I've, I've recently found out that where it's sitting, 
apparently is a dead zone. <laughs> so right here, it works. Right here, it doesn't. Nice. Well, you're in a basement. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's really weird because, like, if you move it, it's it's a couple inches. You move yeah. it, and it's totally dead. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why it doesn't ring as much, but, you know, I'm Could good be. that. Could be. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I have a separate, I basically, before I was with Red Hat and now that I'm with Red Hat, I have a separate phone number. It used to be a Google Voice number, now it's a, basically a, a soft phone number that I use for business purposes. And um, with Google Voice, of course, I had the Google Voice app on my phone and now I have uh, a soft client on my phone. So anything business related goes to that number and it's treated differently than, you know, just things that come to my personal phone number. So, yeah, my personal phone does VoIP as well. So like through the phone company, you can do the over the over IP. Mm -hmm. So I have that set up for my phone. Um, I just I refuse to set up that set that up for work because, well, it's work. Right. Right. So anyway, we were talking about the news, right? And then we got sidetracked. Like that happens. Yeah, right? I closed that article. I forget what it was about. What about these podcasts? That was like Android stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you you may notice a trend. For some reason, I ended up with a bunch of Google-related... Uh, there was just a bunch of Google-related yeah. related news in my, my searches. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have uh, a couple... I have a couple keyword. Google. Yeah, I have a couple keyword searches. There's like Microsoft and Android and Google and Red Hat and um, a few other tech giants and AWS and whatever that I'd get Google uh, alerts on. And the one for Google was just like full of, <laughs> of, of yes, news articles. Yes, and you, you missed a major news announcement that I've added to the show notes that oh, uh, if we have time, we'll get to that okay. I think is actually yeah. fascinating and that I'd is... like to talk about it. That is yeah, that's possible. that's okay. I've I've sold my soul to to Google, so so you know it's uh, um um I've got the uh, the Google Pixel. Yep. And 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 I'm I'm, I'm I'm fully <laughs> fully into to the the Google world and Google realm as a K twelve district in um in Central Iowa. Um, we went the we went to the Google cloud services um back in we started started migrating that direction back in 2011 yeah um very early on in the in the google um um google cloud provider um um stages and and we've just gradually moved everything over which which has been really great here for this last uh, these last couple of weeks as yeah as everybody started moving moving to, um, you know, uh, working remotely and everything. Schools are closed here in Iowa. I saw, it was interesting, I saw a post earlier uh, today on a, on a uh, social media. Uh, somebody was asking, a, asking about how to move, how to migrate local files out to the cloud. And I said, wow, that's, um, it, it, it's great that we did that. Um, Three years ago, moved yeah, right. all of our it's files not, out. To, it's all out in Google. We don't it's not have a any local panic files. to get this done. Yeah, our our the school district that my kids go to, they're a Google Google Classroom or whatever uh, school as well. And the the thing is, for the past two weeks that they've been off, they haven't been leveraging it much. They use it to they've used it to communicate with the kids a little bit, 
They've made a couple assignments, more or less to, I think, keep the parents a little more sane. <laughs> and they've done one or two little, like, uh, video calls and otherwise nothing. They haven't done anything with them. Uh, that's yeah, supposed, my, supposed to change in the next two weeks, though. Yeah, my understanding of that was that the order from the governor was that yeah. everything has to close, period. Mm-hmm. And you can't follow that order and have cyber school. Um, but now that we're a couple weeks down the road, it looks like that's that's changing. Yeah, it sounds like beginning of April, they're going to start uh, doing actual online instruction, which would be cool. Yeah, and then everybody gets to experience, you know, teaching your children from home, which... Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm curious to see what comes out of that. I'm curious to see if everybody goes back to school or if a lot of parents are like, oh, to be completely honest, to be completely honest, we've been thinking about homeschooling our older daughter for a while. And we just it's a big commitment, right, to to make that switch. And we've been kind of afraid to do it because she's doing okay in public school. Uh, but we think she can do better homeschooled. And we're, we're just not sure. And this this will be like a good trial run, I think. So yeah, we, we'll we found we've, we so we homeschooled uh, two. Did we do all three? At least two of our kids are homeschooled. And what we found was um, it depends on first of all, it depends on the homeschool. So the latest the latest time that we had homeschooled, they had this stupid, ridiculous. You must be online for eight hours a day thing where they had to be logged in on the site. Yeah. And uh, and my son is notorious for finishing things um, way faster than than anybody expects. So he would have his all his work for the day finished in like an hour. And then he'd just sit there and stare at the. And the then login page it, we or... just had to make sure that the computer idled for seven hours. Yeah. Um, Go move the mouse every and, 15 minutes. <laughs> and what's what's interesting is I found uh, uh, I've seen this a couple different places, but the, there was talk that modern day schools are set up the way they are. Um, to take up the time for the full school day and that actually teaching that that level of, of schooling is is much faster. So they, they design the day to be longer specifically to get kids out of parents' hair. I yeah. don't know how true that is, but yeah. well, um, I mean, I do know that when, if you have a child that will sit and do it, they can just zip through this stuff pretty quick. When you think about the way public school is currently set up or school in general is set up, We have all this money tied up in infrastructure to get the kids to school, to make sure they're safe at school, to make sure that they, you know, get lunch at school and all that stuff. When there's almost no reason for it, other than the fact that mommy and daddy have to go to work. Yeah. Right. So solve that problem. Maybe solve that problem by making all the businesses work remote as well. <laughs> like we have now. Well, it's that's happening. And yeah. like that's another thing is is the remote work. I think we talked this about this in the last the, the last podcast. I'm 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 curious to see how many companies look at how effective work from home is and yeah. go, Oh, I can save so much money and get so much more throughput out of my employees. This work from home thing is awesome. I I don't think the more throughput thing is true for everybody though. No, it's not. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Um. And and hopefully, well, I don't know. I don't want to say hopefully, but I think I think it'll even out, sort of. You know, so that you've got people that are doing more and some people that are doing less, and it sort of like balances itself. Um. But but even with that in play, I think I think companies are going to find like if if they're able to do roughly the same thing that they can do with everybody working from home. Like, why do we have an office? 
Yeah, this is good. This is really going to change the way businesses operate. But not all businesses are going to are going to completely go that that direction. But yeah, there's going to be even if it's just a, a more open work from home policy uh, type of type of situation that oh oh you need to you need to stay home with your kids this week. Uh, okay, I guess you can. That's all right. You can stay home and work. That kind of thing. Um. I think is is going to be changing businesses, and does it doesn't matter what business it is, it's just going to change businesses and how they operate with with uh, working remotely and having this phase, this this thing that we've got to go through that they have to do it. So, yeah, and and the uh, the old excuse of oh we're not set up for work from home that goes right out the window. Yeah, our yeah yeah we we've the place I work for has been work, you know, we've been able to work from home for a while, but, uh, uh, they, when this is, you know, in the past, in the past week, week, I guess it's been about a week, maybe two weeks since, since they basically said, don't come in. Um, uh, our VPN services and firewall is tuned. They have tuned the hell out of it and things are working. So, so that, you know, there is no excuse anymore. Like you, you can work from home and get your job done. Yeah. 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 Like I said earlier, it's, it's really been no different at all for me. I, the only difference is the, the throughput from customers that I have to work with seems lower. And I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Like they're all, they're all still working, right? All of them are in industries that I don't want to say weren't affected, but they haven't like ceased working. They just are right. working remotely now. And it seems like their throughput is lower. That or it's just coincidence. It could be coincidence that, you know, there's less less uh, throughput where I'm involved. Right. I don't know. It could yeah. be. Uh, I think the, the biggest effect on me is that I'm, I'm behind on podcasts again because I don't have that trip that I go at least once a week into yeah. the office to yeah. listen to podcasts. Um, I've been terrible about listening to podcasts while working remotely, even though I could easily play them right here at my desk. I just don't. <laughs> I'm always listening to music or something. So, um, I am going to open up. I, I took the Patreon post that was for patrons only, and I made it public. And I'm about to share that to Twitter and Facebook. So, buckle up because we may suddenly get a flood of crazy people. I hope I not. I I teed that up so perfectly, and you went in a totally different direction. I'm so disappointed. What were you? Sorry, did I completely miss you? I opened up this whole talk about podcasts, and it fits right in with the next article, and you just... Okay. Sorry, should I just take that back then? Hey, we're talking about podcasts? No. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and share this thing, and then we'll talk about podcasts. You you want to redo are, your are transition? You, are, you putting it on the, are you putting it on the tweeters? It's going on the tweeters and the Facebooks. I missed the farewell. You missed the farewell? I just want to say that. I missed the farewell. Okay. Do you not know about the farewell? I I might. It's been a while. If if I'm thinking of the thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the the Twitter farewell that would come up whenever something was broken, and just, yeah. they just don't do that anymore, and it's it's that sad. Just, that just came out of okay. Just because we said Twitter is what reminded you of that. Yeah, it just. I, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> back to uh, that very clever transition that Jason came up with. Um, from the verge, uh, have any, has anybody used Google podcasts? I didn't know, I didn't know it existed. 
Me either. <laughs> so uh, Google, for a long time, has had Google Music, Google Play Music. Most people probably know about that. It's, free, it's, it's either a free service that you can listen to some music on or a subscription service that you can listen to like all the music ever produced ever on, right? And it's it's relatively inexpensive. It's personally I use it because I'm in the Google ecosystem, and it's a great way to get music. I think uh, for people who use Google, um, they extended it not long ago. Well, might be two three years ago now. They extended it to also include podcasts, um, but it wasn't that good. I thought it wasn't that good because I thought, oh great, this is integrated. It's an app that's already on my phone. It's integrated. Yada yada yada. I can just maybe this will be great. It'll be cloud synchronized. I assumed, right? Uh, what it really was was like you could go and find a podcast and listen to individual episodes. It didn't, it featured a playlist, if I remember correctly, but it was really poorly implemented. Um, you could subscribe to things, but it, they didn't download to your phone. They had to play while connected uh, to an internet connection. And it was it was really disappointing. And I used it for like a day. And then it immediately just said, this is terrible. And I went back to the podcast app that I was using. Well, um, apparently they've... Uh, oh, and by the way, in preparation for this article, I went and re-downloaded Google Podcasts and discovered that Iron Sysadmin Podcast has not been updating on Google Podcasts for like a year. No one told us, so apparently nobody was watching. <laughs> But I'm going to try to fix that <laughs> now that I know it's broken. Uh, but uh, and maybe it would be a good idea because uh, Google Podcasts rolls out new design and launches on iOS. So um, I guess Google Podcasts was not available on iOS because why would it be? Because it was really crap to begin with. Um, but they've apparently redesigned it so that now it does feature a better playlist capability. It does feature downloads. It does feature uh, better like you could subscribe to podcasts on the old one, but it didn't really do much for you except kind of like favorite them. So they would show up in like a, you know, a group. Um, I guess you can subscribe in a better way now where you can actually download podcasts and whatnot and you can make playlists and um, it looks better. I have, I literally looked at it for five minutes before the show. I haven't even played anything via uh, the, the, the new interface or the, or the new app, um, but it's there. So my guess is anyone who's listening to podcasts probably already has their favorite app. They've probably already got it set up just the way they want. And this is probably not going to get a lot of use, except maybe for like a new Android user who's looking for a podcast app and realizes that it's already there. You know, like if I'm switching from Apple and I used to use iTunes and I come into Google, I may just open up Google Podcasts, right, and use it. But I think yeah. anyone who's already set in their ways, they're, they're just going to ignore this. I used uh, I used Downcast for the longest time. Yeah, and I had it on my phone, and I had it on my desktop, and and and, and I still think Downcast is an awesome app. I love it. Um, but there's you know for for all of its great things, there's a bunch of of bugs and weird things that happen in the app that just over time I, I just got tired of dealing with, and I gave Apple Podcasts a a uh, a chance again recently, um, a month or two ago. And uh, uh, Apple has like really, really amped up their podcast app, and I'm really impressed with it. Keeps that things in sync, and and I've just been using that ever since. Um, 
you know, and this is, this is, I paid for downcast, you know, uh, twice, once for the desktop and once for the app. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm full in on Apple podcasts at this point. And, and I, you know, but you're right. Like once, you know, unless Apple podcast suddenly becomes, you know, crappy and I don't like it, I'm probably going to stick with that forever. I got what I like and I just use it. I was, I was using uh, beyond pod on Android, which had all the features I liked. I paid for it. Right, because yep. it, it unlocks some of the features that I didn't have, and also because I thought it was good software, and uh, I like to pay for software that I actually like and continue to use. Yeah. Um, and a feature broke. Uh, casting, I think. So anybody with an Android device knows may know what casting is. Where if you have a Chromecast or a Google Home device, a speaker or whatever, you can cast to that thing, right? So you're not just listening on your your internal speaker on your phone. Yes, you can cast just like you're fishing. Um, and that stopped working on, on beyond pod. And I was really bummed by that. I started using a Bluetooth speaker instead of it, but I'm like, you know, this is really annoying because I have, I've invested in, I've ingressed, invested in Chromecast stuff for a reason, because I have Android devices. This TV can cast the Google home device on my desk can cast. Uh, I have uh, a little, um, what do they call them? They're Chromecast for audio that you can just plug into like a stereo or something. I have one of them in my garage, so when I'm in the garage, I can just cast to it. And the fact that BeyondPod didn't work with that really bothered me. So finally, after like a couple months and they didn't show any signs of fixing the problem, I stopped using BeyondPod and I switched to Pocket Casts, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's it's actually, I, I know a lot of people that have used it, which is why I tried it. Uh, and what I really like about it is it synchronizes to the cloud, so I can listen on multiple devices, or I think there's a desktop app, though I haven't tried it, um, which is nice, right? And yeah, I think uh, and it I supports cast. Yeah, I, I think I've seen a bunch of pot, uh, uh, pocket cast uh, on the iOS side as well. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's cross-platform. Yeah, I think I looked at it and I wasn't. I forget what it was that I didn't like about it, but. The only thing um, I don't like about it is much like the uh, Google podcast experience where it requires an internet connection, it requires an internet connection. I don't think it downloads the episodes. Maybe there's a way to make it cache them locally, but I haven't looked oh. into it. Oh, that would that would be a killer for me immediately. I, I'm usually connected, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I download everything. Um, yeah, for, for a short time, I did not have a... So the, the Google Pixel the Pixel 4 anyway, doesn't have a headphone jack anymore like most modern devices. And I didn't have an adapter for the headphones and I don't have any Bluetooth headphones. So what I was doing is I had my old Pixel and I was basically using it as a media device, like an old old (laughs) iPod, right? And I wanted to be able to synchronize the podcast that I was listening to on that with my normal phone so that when I'm not in need of headphones, it's already synchronized and ready to go. So what I would do is I, if I'm going out for a walk or something, I would tether the Pixel, the old Pixel, to the Pixel 4 so it could get to the internet. <laughs> and I'm carrying two phones with me just to listen to a freaking podcast. Oh, man. You're, you're, ma- you're making that sweet, <laughs> sweet Red Hat money now. Just buy a set of Bluetooth Yeah, headphones. well, no, what Jeez. I bought, it's here somewhere. <laughs> I finally bought an adapter. Uh, it was laying here. Oh, I've lost it. Oh, I know what I did. It's put away. Anyway, I finally bought an adapter so I can plug my headphones in. I'm waiting for the new Google um, earbuds that they're supposed to be coming out with this spring. I have been watching them. They look awesome. They're $180. Yeah, because that's the price point for <laughs> I've those. sold my soul to Google, so. 
Uh-huh. I, that's, I, I mean, spent, that's, that's the price point. I spent $12 on the adapter. <laughs> I, so I'm not I saying I wouldn't. They are neat. If I had that, 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 yeah. that much money disposable, which I could theoretically, if I made it a priority, um, I, I could, I would pay for them because they do look nice, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> need more patrons. Yeah, right. That's it. We need more patrons. Uh, but I, yeah, that's, this, that's a lot of money for me for, for earbuds. I don't like earbuds to begin with. I, I, they don't I fit in my ears right earlier. and everything. Right. But it, it's it, it's because it's the price point. It doesn't matter if Google's making them for 10 cents, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah. expectation. And, and it, this Apple is, sells this them is for a, 170. So, so does Google. Right. So this, yeah. it's, a psycho, it's a psychological thing. So, um, you know, we, we were talking about uh, charging for consulting work, but, you know, I, I had been advised a long time ago. I was charging like peanuts for what I did because, yeah. you know, I, you know, you they're like, oh, can you, good rate. can you stand up this, this, you know, website or whatever? I'm like, uh, yeah, that'll take, you know, 15 minutes. Like, oh, how much? I'm like, I don't know, 50 bucks, you know, whatever. And it, I would do it. And I was advised by somebody. They're like, no, stop. You need to raise your rates. I'm like, yeah, but it's 15 minutes worth of work. Like, I feel like it's not worth it. And they're like, no, you don't understand. Everybody yeah. charges, you know, three hundred bucks or five hundred dollars. If, if to do you this. if you charge too if, little, they think there's a reason. They, right, they think yeah. there's a reason. They think they're getting what they pay for, and therefore they won't. Yep. So now Google is going to charge one hundred eighty dollars for their headphones because everybody else did. I've tried to explain this to my wife. Her and a friend are like in the process of legitimately starting a little baking venture. Right, they both yep. like to bake. They make cookies. Right. They're calling it the dessert fairies, right? Pretty cool, right? They, they're they both good at it. They make good desserts and whatever. They're trying to actually make a go of this and make a little business out of it, a little side business. And they have priced themselves lower than everybody else because they think that everybody else is overpriced. And I'm like, I, I don't think you're taking into account, one, the amount of time you're putting into these. Some of these things they make, it takes them six hours, right? Because it's like a multi-step yeah. process and they come out beautiful and they're charging like, like, I don't know, 10 bucks a dozen. I'm like, you're insane. <laughs> it took you six yeah. hours. Take that 10 bucks, divide it by six. That's your hourly rate. <laughs> Minus the, 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 you know, the ingredients and whatnot. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, my, my, so the, the, going back to the podcast thing, um, my oh, problem is that with what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My problem with downcast was was the synchronization. Um, alt- so there was there was like a weird visual artifact thing where sometimes the scrolling and stuff got all screwed up. But I I can live with that. But the I would go to you know go on a drive, listen to a bunch of podcasts, come back. You know I I would ha- make sure that it was the sync was turned on and everything. Yeah. And I get back and all the podcasts are still there at the you know on my on my desktop and it was all wrong. I was like you know, reset it like a dozen times. And I was like, Oh, I'm done. I have not had this problem at all with Apple podcasts. Yeah. Well, I've, I've always said, I've always said the one thing Apple seems to get right is when they release a thing, it's ready. It's ready for people. It works. Yeah. It's not, it's not like half baked. Like Google is famous for releasing things that are like, well, it's like, it's like 80%. We're fine. Just go ahead and and use it. As soon as they hit 90%, they get rid of it. Yeah, right. When it hits ninety percent, they get bored. Yeah, right. There's Stadia. I've Stadia. Got, I've got the same uh, the same thing in my closet here. 
Yeah, I've I've uh, actually I'm listening to a new podcast. Um, uh, so the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast spun off a couple other ones. Um, so I listened to the coronavirus one because I'm interested. Um, but there's another one called Gaming Gaming Ride Home that has a bunch of stuff. And they the guy has talked about Stadia a couple times where he's like, "This is amazing technology and yeah. it should be awesome, but it's not." Well, I've I've said the same thing on the show when I first got the, yeah. the Stadia. It's I think it's it is massively impressive what they've accomplished. But like to me it's playable. I'm not some hardcore gamer that's looking for every single pixel, right? The the graphics is a little degraded and that bothers a lot of people and that's just, that's really the core problem that people are reporting yeah. that the the graphics and the frame rate aren't there. Right? Knowing what I know about what they're doing, I completely understand why the frame rate's not there. <laughs> Same reason Netflix is and YouTube is. You know, it's all about the bandwidth. Yeah, but Netflix and YouTube are one way. Right. Right. The thing about Stadia is it has to take input and send it no, up no. and return. I, I, I understand. <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying is like, yes, 4K video is sometimes out ar artifacts because, yeah. well, <laughs> because it's, it's a whole a lot, lot of bandwidth. bandwidth. <laughs> um, what I didn't know and, and what I found out on that, that podcast was like there was a laundry list of features and games and all sorts of stuff that was supposed to come out with Stadia. And mm -hmm. a good chunk of that still isn't released. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's features like, what that are they doing that I remember them talking about that didn't come out, and they're like, oh yeah, it'll it'll come soon. There's there it'll be soon. Like the the game controllers, for example, on on so one of the feature one of the great things about Stadia touted great things was that you can go from your TV to your you know from your cast device for, on your TV to your browser to your phone, right? Well, the experience on the Chromecast to the TV is wireless. You literally just pick up the controller, you hit a button, you turn on the TV and you're gaming, right? Well, on your PC, it's like I have to I have to cable in via USB, I have to open Chrome, like all this stuff, right? And some of that's understandable, but the fact that there's no wireless, like did they not you, think of that? The the wireless controllers can't wireless to the USB. PC? Really? Got to plug in USB. Now, the other thing that I do like about the controllers, though, is they when you plug them in USB, they're recognized just like any other controller, and you can use them for any game you want. Yeah, that's doesn't that's have to be stadium. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's I've I've never owned a game controller for a PC that I like, and I do like these controllers. They're nice and they're comfortable. Uh, but the thing that really gets me, you can game on this thing, also cabled, yeah. not wireless. Wait, what? You can, what the you, hell are they thinking? You can't like are, you. You are can't the controller play it, not Bluetooth. You can't play it via the screen. You have to have the controller, right? Yeah. And the controller has to be physically cabled into the USB C port. Let's see, Chromecast, Chromecast. So the the Wireless. connection. So it's so it's it's Wi Fi, right? Wi Fi. Uh, yeah, wi -Fi. the the controller is Wi Fi to the see, Chromecast. See, there's the problem. So your computer and your phone don't have. Oh wait, they do. <laughs> So yeah, features that are supposed to be coming. I guess they couldn't get them just right before they released. Which, which is, which is, which is not Google's norm. Right. Like it's beta. Yeah. Right. I know you can't. I know you can't turn left, and the B button only works every third <laughs> press. But it's, but it's beta. beta. Yeah. No. Yeah. But um, the 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 one thing I do like about Stadia is that if you're a pro member which costs you like 10 bucks a month or something. Um, I've gotten quite a number of free games out of being a pro yeah. member. 
right? So now, uh, obviously, they only work with Stadia. So if Google throws up their hands and cancels Stadia, that's a lot of wasted money if you had bought them. That would never... Oh. Yeah, right. That would never happen. So that, anyway... At the, at the rate they're going, this will probably be something that actually sticks around. Could be. I mean, gaming is is a place where if they get this right, they could they could have a market, right? Um, and I like... I do like the general concept and the games that I've played on it have been certainly playable. I've played, I played through an entire Tomb Raider game on it and you know, no, I had one or two issues where like the game flaked out at a the, couple. The new Tomb Raider? Um, the new the ish ones? Yeah. The new ish ones. The ones, yeah. well, Tomb They're Raider. Yeah. The one that was, that was, that was rebranded. Like when they, yeah. re- when they rebooted the franchise from yeah, there on. Yeah. Been really, playing. really good game. There was, it was a good game. It was a good game. So anyway, um, Google Podcasts, that we've talked enough about Google Podcasts and Google products in general. Uh, the next so one is kind of Google-related, but it's more, about, it's more about Huawei. Now, Huawei is a company that I have kind of a, like, I want to root for them, but I still remember all the shady things they did a couple years ago, and I really don't like them. <laughs> a so years ago, the argument is that they're still doing the shady things. Yeah, I know, so, and I find no. it believable because of the shady things we know they did a couple years ago. So anyway, you, you may have heard... Um, and this is from The Verge as well, by the way. Uh, you may have heard that the U.S. and China kind of aren't getting along as far as trade and Huawei. Are no. Concerned. And there really? may actually be a blacklist uh, that says that U.S.-based companies cannot deal with uh, certain Chinese companies like Huawei. Uh, the fallout of that, which you know nobody predicted, um, is that Huawei, who makes... Android phones can't get a license from Google to run Google's framework within Android, which anyone who's not familiar with the Android ecosystem may not know this, but uh, Android itself is free open source software. Free, right? I don't know. You, I forget what license. I think it's under the Apache license. It's free enough. It's free. Yeah. It's open source software, uh, which is great, right? But uh, Google's special sauce that goes on top of it, much like every phone manufacturer that puts their own special UI or whatever on top of Android, is not free open source software that has to be licensed. Right, and so, that's that's the access to the the, the to the uh, Google ecosystem. Yes, so being yes. able to use Google services. Right, using a Google phone without Google services gets to be tricky because so many applications are tied into Google's framework because of the, the Play Store. I mean, yeah, like, tell me about it. The Play Store, right? That is licensed by Google. You cannot run the Play Store on a device that is not licensed by Google. There was a big deal about this uh, several years ago when ROM manufacturers, or not manufacturers, but ROM creators, like CyanogenMod, if you remember CyanogenMod from back in the day, that yep. eventually collapsed on itself. Uh, they were releasing their own build of Android. And eventually Google said, all those Google apps you've included, uh uh-uh, you can't do that unless you get licensed by us. And they were just this little open source like thing at the time. They couldn't afford to be licensed by Google. Right. So basically, whenever you downloaded Cyanogen, you would then go and essentially pirate the the Google Google framework stuff because you can install it right on top of Android. Uh, there wasn't like some weird license check or something. You could install it on any Android device. Uh, 
So anyway, oh, apparently I've triggered my triggered my Google Home device. Can you hear it speaking? Okay, Google, stop. <laughs> now I've triggered the tablet. No, God, everything is voice controlled. Uh, Google's got you. <laughs> Thanks. You set off everything in my house. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. So, um. There are, of course, like open source alternatives to a lot of applications. Um, I see Trooper Ish is in the chat talking about F Droid. We, we can we can highlight his comment. There it is. Um, so yes, F things things like F Droid. F Droid is a free um, is a marketplace or not marketplace a store for actual free open source software on Android. And yes, that is true. Uh, the problem is a lot of apps like say Facebook which a lot of people may want to run on their phone if they're Facebook users, uh, depend on the Google framework, which is also not something that you can run on a device that isn't licensed by Google, right? So some apps flat out won't open. Some apps will give you errors when you open them. Um, and that's you know just kind of the way it is if you're not licensed by Google. Well, uh, I said all that to say that Huawei is not phased by this and they're continuing on. And they're releasing phones that don't have the Google framework, the Google Google apps on them. And this article, uh, if you want to read through it, is basically about um, the writer of the article went out and bought uh, not the absolute latest and greatest, but the previous gen Huawei device. He It's the, the Mate 30 Pro. Um, and he said it's a beautiful phone. He said he loves the device. He loves the way it looks and feels and uh, and all of that. And he makes some comments in here. I mean, you look at a picture of this device, and it's like 99% screen. And yet, yeah. he still makes a comment about the notch at the top and the chin, as he calls it, which is the lower end of the screen. The chin, as he calls it, might be, I don't know, a centimeter deep. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's that much. And, Can I, I, I'm going to yeah, go. He, he uh, talks about yeah. that like it's a negative. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, so so I, I'm gonna be a little bit brash about this. Um, Go right ahead. Get the fuck over it already. Seriously, this is how phones are, and it's not that bad. I mean, this is this is actually way less than I see on most phones. He he talked about the Pixel Four, which I just woke up my phone. I'm sorry, so it's binging. Um, he talked about the the border at the top and bottom of the Pixel Four as being like unlivable, and they're tiny. Look at that. It's like what? he talked about the forehead of the phone being huge because right. they didn't they didn't employ the notch. Right. And I don't know. I don't even notice it. Do you? <laughs> we're going to. Yeah, but this it's never going to stop. We're going to get to a point where the phone is 100 percent screen yeah. on both sides and yeah. on the edges. And yeah. then the complaint's going to be, oh, it's 100 percent screen. And every time I pick it up, I activate something. Yeah, well, and that like, that yes, was the problem. This is what you wanted. That was the problem with the 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 first Samsung device that included the edge, the Samsung S7 yeah. Edge. Um, right. One, it was you had to put a case on it, right? I I had one for a little while. You had to put a case on it because that was the exact problem. You there was no way to pick it up where you didn't activate the screen, and those edges were really susceptible to damage. You oh, stick yeah. it in. You, Stick it in oh, your pocket yeah. or something. The the one review I read of it, the guy said he didn't have it two days and the and the the edge was cracked. 
So you had to wrap this beautiful phone in like an OtterBox that added, a, you know, a quarter inch to each side of the phone so that when you picked it up and stuff, you didn't activate the screen. And it was a neat feature. Don't get me wrong. It was cool. Like you could use the edge to to do certain gestures and like um, you could have the clock display on there. Like when you had it sitting on your nightstand, the clock would be displayed on the edge on the side, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It was neat. But yeah, so almost unlivable. And then the phone had overheating problems, which I just couldn't live with. And I sold it and got a different phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with this whole Huawei thing, because I, I, I suspect and, and it's sort of bearing out that this is this is the case that that if if and, and it's sort of it's almost I get why the U.S. doesn't want us uh, doesn't want you know, the U S to work with Huawei. I, I understand the whole, I understand the politics. I understand, like, I get it, but I think what's, what's ended up happening. Cause we've seen this before, right? So this, we've seen this Facebook and Twitter where services end up popping up in, in China that absolutely from China eclipse the rest of the world because China has that many people. Yeah. And I, I suspect that Huawei is going to, this is going to happen with Huawei too, where Huawei is going to build a set of, of, you know, services to service anybody with a Huawei phone. And it's just going to eclipse anything that Google has. Well, I mean, the article does say that if you live in China, and I don't know why it's specific to China, it's just that the Chinese people have accepted the way Huawei does things or whatever. But they yep. said that within you know, the ecosystems in China, Huawei is a very viable device. It's just that outside of oh, China, yeah. it yeah. feels like it's lacking something. No, that there's a lot to do with the government pushing, you know, their, their own, Yeah, you know, much like the U S does. I mean, the U S pushes local stuff as well, but right. um, China seems to be a little bit more adamant about it. So anyway, if you buy a Huawei device, you're going to be doing it without Google's framework, at least for now. Uh, you may have an awesome piece of hardware but uh you may not be able to run the googles uh, you won't be able to run the googles and the apparently googles. apparently there's no maps no decent maps app at least that's what i got from the article yeah i mean that depends i think um i forget the name of it now oh open street map apparently there's an open street map open street map is a maps database similar to like google and whatever um and apparently there's a client for android uh the folks on the Linux Voice podcast used to talk about that a lot, and they liked it. But it's no Google Maps. Even they said it was okay. not. It didn't have the same UI as Google Maps. It was it's usable, but it wasn't like a flat out replacement for Google Maps. Like many open source solutions, right? You you take a couple caveats in in exchange for uh, the prettiness and shininess of the commercial app. Anyway. I think we can move on. Moving on. Away from Huawei <laughs> and into... This one's not about Google, is it? No. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Google website. It's kind of about Google. <laughs> yeah. That's, this is goofy. <laughs> it is goofy. So, is. like, the government's involved in this and all kinds of... So there's just all kinds of goofy. It's from it's from uh, GM Today, Greater Milwaukee News and Events. I'm sure you can find this lots of other places. That's the one I happen to run across. Uh, so apparently the U.S. government has suggested or asked tech companies to try to attack this problem, um, and Google has done so. Um, they wanted 
to they wanted a way for folks to have better access to uh, coronavirus slash COVID nineteen testing. Uh, yep. So I guess the idea was to put together a website that could send you to a kiosk, which I think is what I got from the article, uh, to go and get tested, right? Okay. And basically, uh, but the, the here's the here's the weird part, and it's only weird at face value. When when I tell you why, it doesn't sound quite as weird, uh, but um, I mean it's still kind of kind of weird. It's it's very goofy. The, the 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 website, the Google. It says the Google website. Apparently, it was written by Google, or it's built into Google. I don't know. Um, it asks you if you have any symptoms, and if you don't, it'll send you to a kiosk to go and get tested, which is like the exact opposite of the the uh, the um, advice that we've been getting from all of our officials. That if you don't have symptoms, don't bother getting tested because there's a shortage of tests. Well, I guess the kiosks are supposed to solve that problem because they're kiosks. I don't know. Um, so, but if you do have symptoms and it thinks that you may actually have coronavirus, obviously it can't tell you you have coronavirus, but it basically says don't go to the kiosk to get tested because they're basically not set up to deal with someone who's actually afflicted with something because they're not a hospital. It's a kiosk, right? Um, instead they say to seek the help of a medical professional. So I don't know. It feels like a weird thing to not have, um, a facility to deal with. Right. <laughs> it's just like the goofiest thing ever. Yeah. Do you have code? Do I have COVID? Oh, we're going to check this out for you. Do you have any of these symptoms? Yes. Oh my God. See a doctor. Right. Right. <laughs> but I, but I wanted to get tested to see. Yeah. <laughs> how does this help me yeah well how does it help you it helps you in that if you're feeling completely healthy you should go get tested at one of these kiosks well why do right. i need a website to tell it's, me that oh so, it's so goofy <laughs> it's just so stupid it's it's, it's just a tad ridiculous <laughs> it's so goofy yeah i uh, i don't know and then and then like the <laughs> Apparently the FAQ on the site is like, is, is the exact opposite. That's like, Oh, well, if you have symptoms, you should be included in this, except that the moment you tell you that you have a symptoms, it says like, no, go see a doctor. Like also just to be clear, if you have symptoms, call, you have a phone, call yeah. your doctor and find out what they want you to do. Please don't show up in person. If you have no other recourse, you're not listening to this podcast and you'll never get this message. But if you have no other recourse, maybe that's a thing you can do. But if you have the ability to pick up a phone and call, call your doctor and find out how they want you to handle it. Because all these people showing up, it's a bad idea. That's how things spread. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's what's protecting people from walking to the kiosks, not getting exposed to coronavirus, right? So same thing. Right. Yeah. So, the, I mean, to get on my covid box uh <laughs> here we go again all of this, yep, <laughs> the good part about this is that yes it you can get it from surfaces but it's not like you touch a surface and you've got covid you can always wash your hands you have to like touch a surface and then stick it up your nose or uh lick it or something right <laughs> um actually i think the most the most common one is rubbing your eyes yeah because there's mucous that's a, membranes there that's also a very common thing that people do Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it is unbelievably difficult to stop touching your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whenever there's one of these things, these virus outbreaks, and they're yep. like, oh, my God, don't touch your face. Then you realize how often you touch your face. And I do it all the freaking oh. time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does. Yep. 
I tell you what, though, on all the, the Zoom calls and, you know, the, the online meetings and whatever that I've been involved in in the past couple weeks. There, I just touched my face. Uh, I notice all the people that do things around their face now. <laughs> yep, yep. So. All right. I'm always, so let's talk about COVID I'll, some more. I'm always doing this with the beard. Yeah, I think you're okay with bad. that. Well, no, I, I, don't, I don't think you can get. I read a thing. I, I read a thing somewhere that said that men with beards, or I suppose women with beards too, uh, but people with facial hair, actually there's, this is like a, a great place for germs to hide. Sure. Right. And then it's really easy to be like doing this and then transmit those germs to something else like your mouth yes. or your eyes or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah the act of doing this is not going to get you sick. It's right. sticking your finger yeah, in your yeah. eye or picking your yeah. nose or, or eating. I, I, I had heard that the CDC recommends that you shave your beard. It's taken me months to get this. I'm not really. Talking. All right, that one I got to look up. It, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if that was true or not, but okay, somebody the, said that. <laughs> okay, the, the CDC is not telling people to shave their bears. Um, <laughs> their bears. Okay. Well, that's good because I've got a bear who does not want to be naked. <laughs> Uh, so there is there is an article here that says no, the CDC is not telling people to shave to avoid coronavirus. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's it's one of those. It's another one of those like, oh, and it's not it's not because of transmission. It has to do with uh, facial masks and respirators and stuff. Yes, that too. That's another thing. Yeah. This one that I was reading was actually before the coronavirus outbreak, or at least before it was in the U.S., so it may have been spawned by the coronavirus outbreak, but they were talking about how beards are basically teeming with uh, bacteria, or they could be anyway. I, that, that's entirely possible, yeah. but I, I, I suspect that your beard gets washed as much as your face gets yep. washed, as much as, you know, like... Indeed, and, anyone, and anyone who has more than stubble on their face... Has to actually wash the beard, and you know it's it's like taking yeah. care of hair. <laughs> yeah, because you know it is. So, so look <laughs> if you're if you're concerned about bacteria in your beard, you should probably be con and, and and you don't wash. Maybe you should be concerned about the rest of your body as well. Yeah, yeah maybe right. take a shower or three. Or maybe you should do what they did in uh, Ready Player One, where you remove all of your body hair in order to be as clean as possible. <laughs> That's anyway, where we're headed. That's I where can't we're wait. Headed. Ready Player One. I just want to get up in the morning. Yeah. And all of my social interactions because I lay down on this this awesome device that brought that that put me into this virtual world where anything can happen. Yeah, that would be awesome. I I keep so saying excited. that we need to start hosting our virtual meetings in literal virtual space. Like, you know, that's what, there is a wasn't like Second Life designed for this. Yeah. <laughs> they, there's there's actually uh, a. Is it a security conference? I think it's a security conference. There's a security conference coming up that is in ha that is happening in VR. That'd be awesome. I mean, um, I'd have I to invest really in a VR cool. rig, but it'd be awesome. So the Except nice that part I can't about drink this, with everybody then. <laughs> the nice part about this that I found out is that you you I mean I'm sure the it's not as great an experience, but you don't actually need a VR rig. Uh, oh, okay. You see. can do it, it like is, in a browser or something weird. It is called Infosec Oasis. And you can see it at infosec. They even went with the name. You can't tell yes. me that wasn't, but that wasn't inspired oh, by Ready Player I, One. Gee, <laughs> a bunch of, let's see, a bunch of security nerds. Mark, if you hadn't read conference. Ready Player One, you'll have to read it, and then you'll get all these jokes. <laughs> okay, 
Don't watch the movie. My, on my on my read list. <laughs> okay, look, I understand. I completely agree that the book is like light years ahead of the movie. Way better. But the movie was actually very cool. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, Matter of no, fact, the, the movie was good I'm as go a watch movie. It, again. it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I paid money for the movie because I thought it was yeah. going to be good. So I'm going to watch it again just because I paid for it. But um, Ready Player One, the movie was not as bad compared to the book as Ender Game. Ender's Game oh my was gosh. compared to the book. That was just a disaster. Ender's Game was pretty terrible. The book was awesome. Books. <laughs> the whole series. The books amazing. were awesome. They got a little bit dry in the Shadow series, but. Act the sh- really was it the, the shadow? shadow no no not the shadow series no 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 if you the follow, later if you ender series ender, the later yeah, in the, the later ender, ender series, series were really dry still good yeah still good but much drier the yeah. shadow series was just like non-stop action yeah, the, the whole shadow, time yeah i was thinking of the other the other way around all right so uh anyway yeah good there's a website where you can find out that if you don't have symptoms you should go to a kiosk and if you do you should not <laughs> Okay, and on yeah. to actually something cool. So uh, this is from GCN, the technology that drives government IT. Okay. Um, apparently, Amazon is running a deal. Amazon Web Services is running a deal where if you're running um, research against COVID or research to better, better understand COVID or find a cure to COVID or whatever, uh, you can actually, I think it's... They said free, didn't they? Yes, you can actually run on AWS yeah. for free to get your research done. So if you need cloud compute, or if you need to extend research compute into AWS in order to uh, help save humanity, uh, they're giving you space to do so for free. And this, yeah, one I, so, this one I didn't read as closely, so I don't know. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm, I'm going through this them. a little bit. This is, this is not just AWS. So AWS has done this. Uh, some company called rescale that i've never heard of mm-hmm. uh which apparently is some sort of platform uh also is doing this where you can use uh gcp and azure uh enigma is doing this uh again never heard of Enigma. i mean i've heard of the enigma but not like whatever yeah, this right. is um microsoft um, based healthcare bot. enigma is available as a csv file from the I, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, Microsoft is offering Azure, uh, offering its Azure-based healthcare bot to help hospitals and public health officials screen patients. Is that like is that like the dude from Star Trek Voyager? I guess it has to be. <laughs> the EMH, the Emergency, emergency yeah, Medical Hologram. Yeah. Please state the nature of the nature of the medical emergency. Yes. He or, got a or name, in, didn't uh, he? I forget what it was. Are, are you watching Picard at all? No, I haven't. Oh my god, they took the EMH to the next level because there's there's like there's like holograms for everything. There's a there's a hologram for navigation. There's a hologram for engineering. There's a hologram for um psych, uh, uh, psychology. I think there's a hologram for um uh for like handling like space battles. Like it's there's holograms everywhere. It's, That's awesome. It's really funny. Anyway, uh, yeah. So th- this is uh, my mistake when I was writing the uh, the intro show to the show notes. 
Um, this is this is more than just AWS. It just happens that AWS is at top. This is yeah, and this AWS is, uh, is also in the title of Google the article, and Microsoft right? so, and and everything. So. Oh, it does just say free cl- free cloud services. And AWS yeah. is just at the top. Okay. Yeah, I saw the title and it went AWS and yeah, you know, yeah. scroll. So there's more than I just mean. I, I read all everything. All right. So free cloud services for folks that are researching COVID. Good stuff. Which is good. Uh, this one we alluded to earlier. Apparently, Microsoft confirms unprecedented changes to Windows 10 for 1 billion users. That's a great, catchy title there, Forbes. Unprecedented, which makes me think they're doing something horrible. But what they're actually doing is just holding off on feature updates, and they're only releasing security updates until this COVID thing blows over. And that, I think, is actually not a bad thing. Right? So, like, I'm I'm thinking about it from the IT perspective, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I think like, that's why it's like I've got done. a fleet of Windows machines that I'm trying to manage and I'm expected to not go to the office ever, right? And all of my all the people that that are depending on me to keep their machines running are also not supposed to go to the office. So I can never physically get to their machine, right? And now Microsoft rolls out the next feature release and everything breaks. Right. Right. So Microsoft is very kindly not doing that for, I don't know, do they, do they say how long? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Announcement, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they say how long, but basically they're not doing it for uh, uh, a while. They're going to roll out security feature updates or security updates, but not added feature from, updates. From May 2020. So apparently it's not yet, I guess. Okay. I thought they said March. Oh, that's when the announcement was March twenty. That's when the announcement went out. Yeah. So. So, so yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, going back to our uh, what's going to happen at the end of this? I wonder if uh, at the end of this, everybody's going to be like, "Oh, this is awesome, Microsoft. Can you never update again, please?" Yeah. Right. Can you just stop rolling on feature updates? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine the way it is. Stop breaking everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's very annoying for somebody who does consulting. And every time I go to deal with a Windows 10 machine, I'm like, all right, what changed this time? Right. All right. And that covers all of the news that I had put into the notes. You said you had something cool that um, we're almost at yeah. two hours. So let's let's hit that quick and then we're going to call it a night. Yeah. So so this is this is I'm sorry. It's another Google article. <laughs> um, so we should just so, rename the show to we talk about Google. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one's interesting because so Google is apparently going to phase out the user agent string in Chrome. So for those that don't know, the user agent string is a arguably a fingerprint that your browser leaves behind whenever you go to a website. So it announces, "This is my user agent. Um, I am, you know, Firefox or I'm Safari or I'm Google's, you know, uh, uh, search bot or whatever." Um, and, and user agent strings are, they're very easy to spoof and you can change them. There's all sorts of plugins to do this. And, and anybody who uses that for security is, is insane because that's, that's the thing you shouldn't do. Yeah. Because they're um, easy but it to does spoof. come in handy. It does come in handy for getting statistics on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's also Google a has, good way to like, if you've got a website that works better in one browser than the other, to change the feature set based on the user agent string. Yes. Right? Like yeah, that was yeah. a common so the u- thing back in the old, older days. Right. Right. So your user agent string will will sometimes cause the website to change how it behaves based on what browser it thinks you're yeah, the, using. The feature set of the browser. Um, yeah. 
Right. Which is which is a whole lot of fun to play with in, in browsers where you change it to be something else and then watch what breaks. Yep. Um, so Google has decided that this is old technology because Google hates old technology. Yeah. And they're going to roll out something that they call client hints, um, which is a something out of their privacy sandbox project. Okay. Um, and it's 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 interesting. Um, the the way that this was explained uh, that I saw was they're they're moving from the user agent, which just like blasts this information out, to client hints that you allows the user of the browser to decide what pieces of information it will actually send, and it's it's an API of some sort that is actually sending or, or being pulled, I guess, to receive the information. Um, and it, this came up, I thought of this when we were talking about the, the Android 11, I'm wondering if that's going to come into Android 11 as well. I don't so know. It's, it, so it's is neat. It, is it going to destroy everything? Are all the things that depend on user agent strings all of a sudden going to fall over? Uh, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to break a lot of stuff. Leave um, it, leave it to Google. They, but this is what they've been doing. Yeah. This is. No, I mean they're they're disrupting, right? So, Google was the first one to to to, to start putting warnings in front of non SSL sites too, weren't they? In Chrome, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And which I, which I which I will argue is still a very. I agree that it should be done. I just disagree completely with the the you know red alert, yeah, blinking everything. Oh my God, the world's going to end. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, no, as, not having SSL on a site that does not require SSL is not the end of the world. And Chrome yeah. treats it like it is. <laughs> and their their uh their their plan for doing this is uh pretty aggressive. So uh according to this article, in mid-March now, uh Google yeah, plans like to show warnings. Ago. So this is this is Chrome 81. Uh they're going to show warnings in the console that nobody ever looks at for web pages that read the UA string, which is interesting. I'm not sure how they're going to do that unless it's the JavaScript that's reading it. Um, so developers can adjust their code. In Chrome 83, which is scheduled for June, um, they're going to freeze the version in the UA string and unify OS versions. And then in Chrome 85, uh, they're going to unify everything as a common value uh, so, so what it looks like is they're gonna, as of like Chrome eighty three, you can no longer depend on the UA string as something that's going to tell you what browser, what what Chrome browser you're using. It's going to be the same forever. And then, Fun. you know, at some point, which is not listed here, they're gonna they're just gonna get rid of it entirely. Yeah. So, I, so there was a, it might not break everything, but it's gonna probably gonna end up breaking some yeah. things. There was another article that. Um, I did not include because it was also about Google, <laughs> but they're apparently skipping the Chrome 82 release. Oh, it, it has really? something. It has. Yeah. You said 81 is current and 83 is the one they're going to roll this into. Well, 82 is not going to exist. Yeah. And then, then they're going to 85, which I, is, does that mean 84 is not, is, are they doing the know. odd even thing? I don't know, but they, they said that it's, it's, it has something to do with how they're renumbering their releases. So oh. I don't know if that means that they're going to do the even odd thing like the Linux kernel used to do or what, but yeah. 
Yep, which means that Firefox will do that soon so that we can catch up because the bigger number is always the one that wins. Yeah, whatever. right, right. The version number doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, so I don't oh, even this know from ZDNet. I don't even know what version of Firefox I'm currently on because I don't uh, care. I don't look. Yeah, I don't even pay attention anymore. I used uh, to I used to care when it was like point releases and point releases mattered. 74. Oh man, Google's ahead of us. Yeah. I, I need to update. Can you just increment the version number? You remember what was it? Suse. Way back. Way back in like yeah. the late nineties, early two thousands. They skipped like three major version numbers. And I'm like, I was I was curious about Suse at the time. I was I was running Red Hat five or six or no, it was Red Hat 7 was was current because that's the reason they, they did this. Um, I'm looking at SUSE because I just want to try a new distro. And I see like 7.1 or whatever is the latest. And then I'm, I'm just looking back because I'm trying to learn something more about SUSE and their releases and all that stuff. And like the last major release was like 4. And I'm like, well, what happened to 5 and 6? So I do some reading and they're like, oh, yeah, we skipped 5 and 6 because Red Hat was at 7 already. Yeah, I'm like, I'm freaking believe- <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yep. Why? That's the stupidest reason ever to just like skip two version numbers because the competitor was already at seven. I don't well, care. Samsung just did this when they released the, the, the Galaxy 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, iPhone is at 10 already or 11 or. Is there a 12? Yeah. No, it's so, 11. Whoa, we're up. So we're light years we ahead. We need to be at 20. 20. <laughs> the ads for those uh, Samsung S20s, uh, I, I thought they jumped more more versions than that because they're they're the S25G. And, Ooh, uh, wait a minute. Well, there's 25G. Wow. Well, there's there's a 25? It's no, it's 20, the 25G. The yeah, S20 yeah. with 5G. Okay. But they say it so quickly that I, I was I wasn't even paying attention. Wow, they went to twenty five already. How that I missed a few. <laughs> yeah, versions. right, right. Well, I mean, we talked last time about uh, Apple's now releasing. Well, supposedly it's going to be called the iPhone nine, which is if you remember the number they skipped the between the eight and the ten, um, which is going to be like a budget iPhone. And I I thought that was a weird move too. Like, why the hell would you go back to nine? <laughs> Like, numbers don't mean anything anymore, guys. They just don't mean anything. <laughs> the next Firefox is going to be umpteen. <laughs> They're going to call it Firefox umpteen. <laughs> I honestly like I I I I like, and I, Chrome may do this too. I don't know. I just I hate Chrome, but I, I like that. I don't. I have no idea what version of Firefox I run. It just works. Yeah, and it, it updates automatically, and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I think that covers everything for tonight. We didn't have essentially a main topic, and we, we only had Mark here join us. I was kind of hoping for more. I was hoping we wouldn't get flooded with people, but, um, well, you know, it was fun. Maybe we'll do this more often. I don't know. It didn't uh, didn't go badly, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, Jason was talking about uh, apparently this new trend in Zoom bombing that is seems to be happening around the world, so we didn't get any of that. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 a fun one. Uh, dear everybody, if you're going to have a video conference, it doesn't have to be just Zoom. 
maybe if it's public, put something in place so that people can't just jump in and share their screens. Yeah, that was that was one of the reasons I was not too terribly worried about using Streamlabs or StreamYard the way we are, uh, is that everyone has to go into this little waiting area before they get added to the stream, and I can kick them out pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, yeah. So there was a there was a good there was a good thread on Twitter that I saw before for the podcast that was that was mentioning that everybody is talking about the Zoom streams that they've stood up, whether it's Zoom or not. So Zoom is becoming like a Google. And uh, the, yeah. the the uh, the post was like maybe maybe companies like Cisco and LogMeIn should be looking at this and being really really worried. Yeah, no, I mean Zoom is becoming like I can remember not too long ago I didn't even know what a Zoom was, and then it's they a fantastic just product. they just kind of showed it up out really of nowhere is. and yeah. um yeah it's it's really decent it's really decent. And they're they're doing like free for education or something right now, aren't they? Because of the COVID thing. Are they? Because I need to start a school real quick. I heard somewhere yeah. that they were doing free for yeah, education. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um uh, a lot of companies that are doing free stuff, that, especially in the education sector that that um they're providing free stuff. Uh, actually, Cisco, um, WebEx is is free right now for. It's a trap sign up yeah uh, well yeah it's uh, they're they're trying to get uh, trying to get you in and but but for people people that need to do um some remote stuff it's uh, you know finding finding a system that that works for you it's just it, it's a little difficult trying to trying to you know uh, keep people from keep the end users from wanting to test out the new shiny thing so yeah yeah i'm i'm impressed that more things haven't fallen over yet. Yeah, we were talking about that on the last show that we thought things were going to yeah. just explode, but I haven't heard of anything. Um, there there have been a couple different like you know so there's some like I think uh, uh, Xbox had some problems, PlayStation had some problems, right? You know, just a load uh, I issue. Mean, but I haven't heard any I, of like industry yeah. stopping crap other than the fact right. that industry is stopping. <laughs> because of well because of everyone being locked in their houses there there have been a couple of reports of um um i'm not even sure what term to use for them assholes um that have been ddosing things like uh, yes. uh service providers this i've heard of because, because they, they just why? want to see the world burn yeah yeah and this is the world we live in yep yep all right, so this has been fun, I think. An extra long news show and a special guest. Thank you for joining us, Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to try this again sometime. Do maybe we'll, I, I think part of the problem is I didn't, like, I thought of this a day or two ago, and then I was pondering over whether we should do it or not, and then uh, it didn't really decide until this morning. So if I had given it a longer time to get announced and whatever. Maybe we'd have had more people join. So everybody's real busy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Sitting at home, going outside. Yeah. <laughs> sitting inside, <laughs> sitting on the front porch, sitting in the front yard, <laughs> sitting in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So folks, uh, Anyone who joined us live, we saw a couple people watching, and we had a lot of interaction from Trooper as usual. Hi, Trooper. We've we've talked to you a bit in the chat. Um, 
Thank you for watching us live. If you did not catch us live and you would like to, uh, you should go and subscribe to us over on YouTube so you will know when we go live, which should be the second and fourth Thursday of every month, unless it's like a weird time like Christmas and Thanksgiving, which always seems to fall on our show. Uh, why can't they move Thanksgiving so it doesn't coincide with a show night? I mean, it's it's only only nice. They're only uh, decent, right? Uh, so anyway, I'll right. I'll the government. What's that? You're going to petition I'll the government? Petition, I'll, I'll petition the government. Get them to move, move Thanksgiving so it doesn't coincide with our show night. I mean, I guess we we could move the show night in November. Should we do that? No. No, we can't do that. People expect us to be late on a Thursday yes. night. <laughs> well, I mean, we could, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a Cowboys versus Indians thing for the next, uh, the next Thanksgiving show. Okay, there we go. Uh, so anyway, youtube.com slash podcast. Uh, you can join our Slack workspace. The link works again, by the way. Uh, ironsysadmin.com forward slash Slack. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. You can just look for ironsysadmin, facebook.com slash ironsysadmin, and twitter.com slash ironsysadmin. All of this is in the show notes, folk. folks, in case you're driving or something and can't write down these URLs, but they're pretty easy. Um, subscribe to us wherever you might find podcasts, except Google Podcasts, because it hasn't updated since episode 56. <laughs> <laughs> not that anyone was watching anyway <laughs> and don't forget you can uh become a patron on patreon it really does help the show out and we appreciate every penny we get from patreon uh, i saw somebody in the chat asking about our intro music um and i realize i don't say this very often but they are from a band called Tritachion. The song is called Digital MK2, and it's uh, it's released under Creative Commons, so we don't get like strikes on YouTube for uh, using copyrighted music. Yet. Yet. And I think that's it. So do either of you have any final words before I end the broadcast? Uh, turquoise. Turquoise. That's a good one. Purple. Purple. All right. Jason, do you remember the color of the button I'm about to press? Yeah, green. No, that's the beginning. That's this one. That's the wrong one. The end is red. 